At the end of every single intro, I say welcome to our board game podcast. And that's what these objects are called in English. They're called board games. But not every board game has a board. Uh, and in fact, there are many games that don't have a traditional board. Uh, and so we wanted to make a list and talk about games that don't have boards. The no board board game podcast discussion. Uh, I can tell that Luke is really excited for this idea. Uh, I think he, um, I think he's bored of me. No board. I'm no board. No board, board games. So I'm no board of board games. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited for this one, but uh, we'll see what you all think. Are we crazy? Maybe we are. Uh, but for now, this is Jake. And this is Luke. And you're listening to our No Board Board Game Podcast. I'm bored. Ménage à deux. Luke. Yes. Luke, 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 the Luke, the Luke, Tardif. Yes. Hello. Hello. How are you? How are you? How are you? I am not bad. I'm very, very terribly sorry for being late today. I actually, um, being late is one of the things I hate the most. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. It bugs me a lot. And then today was one of my friends. Well, it is one of my friend's birthday. And, um, We were playing Marvel Legendary, and I actually I didn't look at the time at all. I was not ready for it. And then Jake sent me a message. I I was not <laughs> looking at my phone. Basically, an hour later, I looked at my phone, and I was like, oh. And he's like, are you okay? Because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm rarely late. So, uh, Jake, I want to say I'm sorry. Uh, this is going to be a sucky episode, but no one's paying for it. So, who cares? Yeah, it's free content, people. Just suck it up, okay? And now exactly. what I'm going to do, Luke was an hour. Out. Yeah, tough it out. Stop complaining. Bunch of whiners. Um, now, Luke, he uh, was an hour late. And, and Luke's right. He's, he's almost never late. So I was like, ah, he's probably having something happening to him right now. <laughs> I don't get very angry when people are late anyway. But I, I said, oh, I hope you're all right. Uh, and um, what I've decided to do is I'm, I'm going to add an hour of silence. To the beginning of this episode, uh, and uh, we'll see who our most uh, our most uh, faithful listeners are. Will they wait a whole hour for Luke and how late he was? So, are you adding it now, or you're adding it before we say this? Before we say anything. Oh, that's awesome! This is going to work super well. Yeah, this is going to be the most listened to uh, episode. Of menage à deux. Or maybe, you know what? Now that you know that it's coming, maybe I will just put an hour in there right now and you got to use your thumb and scroll a whole hour on your, on your, on your, uh, Spotify app and or Apple music or whatever you listen to, whatever you're using to listen to this fabulous Plus, podcast. Since we're paying for the bus proud subscription by like by the hour, we're just going to pay more for something that is not even funny. Yeah, exactly. Then it's on your that, credit card right now. So that's how <laughs> much money we have. Oh yeah, we're just we're just rolling in dough. Me and Luke, I'll tell you that much. Uh, we're probably the wealthiest people uh, in uh, in our our respective uh, cities. I would say I'm full of dough, but I I don't I don't think I'm rolling in it. <laughs> yeah, dough, pizza dough. Uh, yeah, uh, Luke, what's the what's the weather like there? It's 15 degrees and sunny here. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous Easter weekend weather that we're having here. No, <laughs> basically we didn't have snow all winter, but yesterday it snowed. Oh my and, gosh! Uh, yeah, and uh, today I would say it's around five degrees ish. So it's I'm not super. You. Yeah, it's not super warm, but last last week was like 16 degrees. Now it's five. But that being said, the lawn is greener right now than it was all summer long because um, there was no water in southwest Nova Scotia last year. It was kind of, it was kind of. I mean, we didn't have any rain for about like two months, um, so the lawns were pretty yellow. And right now it's greener than it was in July last year. So, wow. 
Yeah, this is that weird time of year for you guys where April, May, and probably half of June, it was way nicer in Ontario than it oh, yeah. is out east because uh, you have much more rain on, on average, usual, and, and much cooler, uh, kind of uh, crappier temperatures. But I would say July, uh, depending on what you like, and uh, I would prefer Nova Scotia weather because it's like as long as you're not in the shade, it's, it's like, bearable. <laughs> it's bearable. But if you go in the shade, even in the month of July in, in – uh, in uh, in Nova Scotia, I find it's chilly for for what it is, but it, it's it's uh, that beats all the sweltering humidity heat that we get here by uh, by a long shot. So I prefer being in Nova Scotia in the summer, and that's where I've gone almost every summer for the last ten years, except for last year, at least for a week or two. Uh, and uh, I miss it. I miss it a lot. And I hope to get out there someday. Yeah, I uh, I miss what it is usually, but I'm super happy to be here. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I went to play pickleball today. I don't know if you've played pickleball before, but this sounds oddly sexual. Go ahead. What is it? It's a sport. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> it's actually a, um, well, it, it's called a new sport, but I think it was created in the 60s in the US. And um, basically, it's a sort of mix between ping pong, badminton, and tennis. Oh, I'm just looking at a video of it right now. Yeah. And uh, it's actually quite fun. I think what I like about it is the fact that, I mean, when you start, you suck at it, but it, it, it's playable even if you suck. Like, let, let's say you suck at tennis. It's unplayable. Like, you just keep hitting the ball outside of the court and, and, like, you run after a ball for the whole friggin' game. Whereas in pickleball, you can start and play right away. I mean... You do suck when you play against like most more advanced uh, players, but uh, yeah, I started that a few weeks ago, and it's kind of fun. Like I go two to three times a, a week, and uh, it's it's nice. Cool. Where do you play it? Uh, at the university and at the the tennis veterans uh, veterans center. I don't know, like Legion, the Legion. No, the Legion. Yeah. Um, is do you do you play on the tennis court? Uh, no, it's played on a badminton court. So okay. basically it's the size of a badminton court. It's played, the, the net is at tennis, like at the same height a tennis net is. And the ball is hard and you play with a paddle, like when you play ping pong. Okay. So that's what it is. Crazy. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's actually, uh, it's, it's quite to check fun. it out. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's not like, I mean, it's, it's fun. It makes me move and I'm, I'm happy to go. It, it's like something different. And, uh, yeah. So I've always loved badminton. So, um, I'm, I, I'm not very good at it. I was, I was on the team one year in high school, which was a big mistake. They should have not done that if they wanted to win games. <laughs> um, and, they uh, wanted but I love some, someone tall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's really fat, but he's tall. Um, and I, uh, I, I just love badminton for whatever reason. It's always just been a sport I, I enjoy playing um, more than than some of the other ones. And uh, I never get around to it. Last time I played was at uh, Saint Anne, actually. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So, cool. uh, and have you played something recently? Yes. Was that your thing you played recently? Is that <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Good. Uh, I I would be surprised if it was. Yes, I have. I've played a game recently. The name of that game is Burger Joint. Uh, joint is such a strange uh, word that has so many meanings. So many meanings. Um, that such I, as what? Yeah. Well, it can mean uh, you know the place to. Uh, body parts meet. It can be a place where two pieces of a wall meet. It can be, of course, a drug cigarette. And we're going <laughs> to call it that. Two places where two marijuana. junkies meet. <laughs> yes. But yeah, because I, I, I had gotten my head about it, about the word joint. I was like, why do we call it a joint, burger joint? And it's because I guess two people meet at a joint um, in order to uh, eat with one another. So Burger Joint is a two-player only game uh, released by Rio Grande. And it is, uh, I, I don't think it's officially in that whole Cosmos two-player line, but it's like the same size box and it feels like it, it, it is part of it. It might be because some of them end up being with Rio Grande and some of them I find, and it is with Cosmos. So I don't know the whole for, full story about those that collection uh, and those games. Um, but you and your opponent are both trying to build uh, food um, dynasties, I guess. So one is a burger joint, burger chain, and one is a pizza place. Um, 
I guess if you think about it, it's like Bob's Burgers, the board game. If you think about it, because you've got the um, burgers on one side of the street and you've got, you know, Jimmy's Pizzeria on the other side of the street. Uh, and if I kind of, you know, I like themes, so I kind of try to imagine myself that way. Uh, and you are on your board trying to build more and more burger places and then you upgrade them to diners and then you upgrade those to um, bistros. And uh, and the person who has 12 points at the end of their turn is the one who wins. And so um, as you build burger joints, you need to take those joints and upgrade them to uh, diners and then upgrade those to bistros. And that's how you get uh, the points. And so you're losing joints, which, mean the, which means that you're going to uh, have to keep making more burger joints in order to, to be able to make diners and bistros, which give more points um, than the joints. Uh, and you also have like a, a section where you can do uh, advertising for your chain and you slowly make more and more points the more that you advertise and you get to steal a cube from somebody else. So how does it actually work? There's a bag of cubes with a bunch of different colors, six different colors, uh, and you need to take these colors to buy joints and buy upgrades and buy um, the, the publicity, the, um, the advertising. Uh, and each player has kind of a color that they need more than the other. So the uh, pizza player ne- needs red and green more frequently when they're buying and upgrading things. And the burger player needs yellow and black more uh, frequently for certain purchases. So it actually makes you kind of lean towards trying to get those colors. And you actually start with an advantage on those colors at the beginning. Uh, And it's drafting. You're drafting the cubes once you put them out. You put a certain number of cubes in the middle, um, depending on a couple of different elements, and you can draft a cube. Uh, And at the beginning, uh, the yellow and black player has an advantage yellow and black. So they can, on the first time that you draft, the first draft, you uh, can't take the other person's special colors. But as you're building diners, you start to an- uh, can't cancel out some of those um, advantages and you start to gain new advantages. And then there's other new special powers you can make as you are upgrading all the way to Bistro. Uh, it's a cool, really cool uh, two-player only game. I think that it's... Um, it's a little longer than it says on the box. It's a 30 minutes on the box, but it just feels like you're really grinding. It's an engine builder, really, because slowly you get a diner, which gives you more an advantage. And then slowly you get bistros, which gives you special abilities. Uh, and you're making more and more points. Uh, and I like the aspect of it's like the person who finishes their turn with 12 points and the, at the end is the one who wins. And it's not a cumulative, it's not a sum of points. It's that is your snapshot of right now, because as you upgrade, you change how many points you have. Uh, all of the diners are worth one, but you can upgrade to uh, a bistro that has a fantastic special power, but gives you zero points. So you can now only have, you know, I had seven, but now I only have six points. So it's this balance of I need to get points, but I need powers. I need to get points, but I, I also need to buy more of these joints so that I can slide them over and upgrade them. Uh, so it's a bit of a puzzle uh, logistically of how you're going to get around that. And you never know what's going to come out of the bag. So you're drafting your dice and you're trying to think, well, what can I do? Um, which of these things should I go for? Which of these things can I actually do on my turn? You can only hold on to seven cubes at the end of your turn uh, for the next round. And so you want to make sure that you're uh, not uh, leaving too much on the table. It's a cool game. Uh, I would suggest it. It's hard to find. Uh, I actually saw it recently in Halifax used, Luke. I, I don't know um, if you saw that go by, but anyway, uh, no, Burger, Burger Joint. It is uh, a really cool two-player only game. Uh, I have played uh, a game called Letter Jam. I think I've talked about it in uh in past episodes uh but really uh it's it's a good word game which is a lot harder than it looks um it's this it's one of these kind of games sort of like the crypto where it's it's not hard to play like it's the rules themselves are fairly simple when once you start playing it but it's kind of hard to explain uh, basically, at, when you start the game, you're going to create a f- five-letter word if you're playing just a regular uh, difficulty level. And with cards, so it's five cards that you then pass to your neighbor, like to whoever's playing at your left. or And then they are going to have to sort of like try to figure out what those letters are and make a word with them at the end of the game, at the end of the game. They don't need to make to make exactly the, the the word that you created. They can actually make a word that's longer with letters you can win throughout the game, and it's a co-op game. So, um, 
but they need to figure out what the letters are. That's the most important part of the game. And then you score together and you have a chart at the end of the game, sort of uh, like in Hanabi, where you look at a chart and you're like, oh, fantastic. You did blah, 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 blah. And you just have... So basically, you're trying to make as many points as possible. Um, but every single turn, how it's going to work, everyone is going to flip the leftmost card from because the, uh, their five cards are face down and they're going to flip up the leftmost card that they don't know yet or they don't think they know yet because you might think you know the leftmost but then you made a mistake but let's say i i have guessed my first card then i met my my second card i don't see it i i don't see those cards at all for the whole game it's flipped up and it's facing my, op my not my opponents my teammates because it's a co-op game and i will look at everyone's cards but mine because i can't see it and i'm trying to make a word with these cards these letters to be able to give clues to as many people as possible within a turn then We're going to sort of bargain together. I'm just like, okay, Jake, uh, you think you can help how many players with the word you created? Uh, you, and you're like, oh, I can help two. And I'm like, okay, I can help four. And uh, someone else is like, I can help three. So we, together, we choose who's picking the word or who's giving the clue. But there's a rule that's kind of uh, interesting where you need To, there are like uh, red tokens in the middle and then green tokens. And everyone has to take a red token at least before the end of the game if you want to be able to take some of the green tokens. So it's very important. <laughs> I know it sounds complicated when I say it like that, but once you start playing, it's like fairly simple. But basically, everyone has to at least give a clue throughout the game. So it's not always the same person. And uh, the rest can be given by almost anyone, but you have to make sure that everyone does. And then there's ways to gain more, gain more tokens to be able to give more clues, because if you have more clues, then you have more rounds, and you have more, like, uh, 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 greatest possibility of finding your letters. So if you like word games, I think that's a very cool concept. I think they did something great with it. Uh, it's not... I don't like it as much as, let's say, a code names or a Decrypto, uh, but I think it's one of these great games, just like, for example, Just One, which is not one of my top games, but it's a great game. Just One is a great game. I think Lighter Jam is a great game as well. Uh, it's not going to make it to my top five of games, but I think it's a great game to, uh, if you'd, if you're looking to, uh, to have more, More word games, I think that's a great one you can get. And it's not super expensive. So Letter Jam, I played this uh, two days ago. Cool. That sounds pretty interesting. I think that you did talk about it once uh, uh, before. So you're giving each other hints so that you can guess what letters you have. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, I didn't explain that part. I think I skipped that one. But for example, if, if um, I don't know, if I created with the letters that I see, I created the word table. I know it's fairly simple, but let's say your letter is A. So basically, I'm going to put tokens in front of the players. I'm going to say, you're the first letter, you're the second, you're the third, you're the fourth. And you can also use a letter more than once. So it could be like your letter could come twice. Let's say Atlas. If that was the word Atlas, your letter is A. So I would say you're number one, then blah, blah, blah is number two with T. Blah, blah, blah is number three with L. You're number four. And then blah, blah, blah is number five with S. So what you see yourself would be TL. Okay. Space, TL, space, S. Ah. But you know it's it's twice the same letter, right? You know I'm using your letter twice because I put I put tokens in front of you. So you know it has to be a vowel in this case because, I mean, it, <laughs> there's no... Like, there's no other vowels, right. so you'd be like, okay, is it Atlas, Atlas, <laughs> uh, least So it's pretty yeah. clear that you have Atlas as a word in this case. I mean, it's not always that simple, 
like when it comes to letters like B and stuff like that, sometimes it's super hard to find what the letter is. Also, sometimes, uh, yeah, you have double letters. And sometimes you think, oh, it's fairly simple. But the person who's missing a letter is missing a letter that's like super complicated. And you're like, man, I don't get what you're trying to tell me. Mm. So it's it can be frustrating at times because it is co-op. It's not competitive. So you're trying to help, but sometimes you don't have the right way. So it, it's actually a very good game. That sounds really cool. Yeah, I want to try yeah. that. I want to I definitely yeah. try that. That sounds like it would re replace Hannaby for me, which Hannaby kind of already been replaced by uh, Beyond Baker Street because it's like Hannaby with a little more to it and it's got a, a better theme. Um, I, I haven't played that one. I'll have to play it when you when you come over or maybe I'll bring it with me if I ever if I ever see you ever again. I don't personally I don't have the same feeling with uh, Letter Jam and Hannaby. But I know what you're saying with the like the cards you don't see. Mm -hmm. I, I really have two completely different feelings. I think it's because it's a word game. Whereas like word games to me are like a thing by themselves. Like they're just like they're word games, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's I know I know the mechanic could be similar, but I don't know. I would put like Scrabble and it's, I know it doesn't make sense in, in a way, like, but Scrabble and code names to me are like more similar mm. than that in Hanabi, but really they aren't at all. Yeah, exactly. It's just because it's a, it's a word game. So I'm like, anyway. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. this week we are talking about no board, board games. So the idea was it's a game. We call it board games in English. Of course, you know that this is a bilingual podcast. We do an episode in English and in French every week. Um, and so in French, it's actually called Society Games. It's translated uh, to Society Games, which I find a very strange name. Uh, but it, uh, No, no, no. It's not – in English, it's translated to board games. Uh -huh. French came first, BTW. Okay. So society games uh, <laughs> is what it's called in French. And so the, the pun is going to be less present for our francophone listeners, but you guys get it. The no board. Fortunately, fortunately. No board, board games. Uh, board games uh, are called that because some of the earlier ones, such as, you know, a Monopoly or a Risk, which are quite old, uh, were on boards. Um, so it makes sense. A little cardboard, uh, pieces that are used and, uh, you put all the pieces on top of it and you, you play the game and that, that is where the game is housed. The, the game is there. It lives in that, on that board. Um, and so we said, let's try talk about games that don't use boards. Now, this is kind of a tough one. Uh, and I had a couple of different categories that I put that, uh, we should not mention. Uh, that obviously the regular old folded out board, it's, it's obvious. That one, that's one category. But there's also some games where it's a modular board, which is made up of multiple different tiles. I think of Catan or I think of Five Tribes, where you're always going to have the same shape and size and it acts as a board that you use to play on, but they are modular. So it changes every single time. Um, that's one no-no. Can't, can't talk about games like that. Then I thought about games where it's tiles that are being put together to slowly build or maybe quickly build a universe or a map. Uh, and so I'm thinking about Escape, uh, Magic, Maze, Carcassonne, uh, even a game that I have called Enigma, which uh, is a puzzly game that you're, that you're play, uh, using these tiles to play different puzzles. And then you build kind of uh, a bunch of things uh, with the tiles. Then you get points based on that. Then there's another category I had, which is like small pieces of cardboard that you use to place things on. So think about Seven Wonders. You've got player boards. They're smaller, but they're still called boards or player boards. Potion Explosion. It's a, it's a stretch for me, but you have those little boards where you put the, the little um, uh, marbles. Uh, Las Vegas, where you're putting dice out on, on casino boards that are made of uh, cardboard. Modern Art where you've got a little board that uh, you put out how much the value of each of the different uh, things was. Um, balloon cup, where you're putting cubes on there. Zack and pack, or pack and stack, it's called in English, where you're building, uh, or you're, you know, you're, you're putting in all the, the little pieces of wood into your uh, delivery truck. It, there's so many games that just use a little piece of cardboard like this that I said, I'm going to do my best to not use them. And then I thought even about tumbling dice, one of my favorites. That's not a board. I wouldn't call it a board, but you play the entire game on it and it's made of wood. 
All of that being said, I, I told Luke that I don't care if we cheat a little bit on this, and I have at least one that I think will be considered cheating. I may have to change it. Uh, I even have a second one that, depending on your perspective, you may not agree with uh, with my point. Um, but it was tough for me to come up with, uh, with a, a list. And again, I also don't want to talk too much about games I've already mentioned too many times. There's a couple of repeats here, but it's not terrible. So that's how I viewed it, Luke. I don't know if you have anything to add or any other way that you've decided to, to take a look at this list. It sounds about right. I think you might disagree with my number one because of some things you said, uh, which, you know, like I really don't care. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. Cool. Uh, all right. So I'll, I'll kick it off with my number five. Oh, and one other thing I did was um, I thought about that. What kinds of games? don't use boards. And I thought maybe I can try and have one of each type of game as well in my top five. So it's not like a pure, these are my five favorite games, but these are games that I like that are, that are, um, they, these styles. So, you know, there's going to be dice games. There's going to be card games. There's going to be uh, tile playing uh, games. There's going to be uh, dexterity games. And then I have one thing called unique games. And that's what my number five is. It's a unique game. It falls into the other category uh, and it's called string railway. String Railway is a game where you are literally, it's in the name, you're taking string and you are making rail lines and you are trying to connect a series of different stations uh, using string. And you have these different uh, pieces of string that have different lengths and you're trying to figure out how am I going to be able to use my string and go to these stations. And you cannot touch um, certain other pieces of string. So you have to find ways to get uh, go around things and, and, go, uh, and, and go beside other things and you can go right up beside one of those strings you can't touch. You just can't cross it. You can't touch it. So it's a really cool game, uh, very unique. I've never played anything else like it except for String Safari, which is kind of its uh, its little brother that uh, it's more about animals and stuff. Uh, but it's super cool. You're, you're taking these strings and you're laying them out and trying to have them touch two different pieces of cardboard. So you're connecting stations with um, the, the strings. So there is no board. There are little pieces of cards. There's their cards that you touch with the strings. But, um, you know, I don't consider that to be a board. I, for that to have broken the rule, it would have to have been something more like elder sign where the cards are laid out and you go and you put your explorer on that card and you play that card and you roll the dice for that card there's too much board elements to that even though it's made just of of of, um, paper and cards uh but yeah string railway my number five oh it's a japanese game yeah where did you find that uh i first found string um safari and i didn't enjoy it, so I got rid of it. But then I had heard that it came from Spring uh, String Railway, and I actually got it at uh, Las de Jure. They had a used copy. That's the local board game store here in Gatineau. Uh, and I um, yeah, I bought a copy there. I think it was like 12 bucks, so I got a pretty good deal. Nice, nice. I had never heard of it. Uh, but it looks like your kind of game to it, buy. It's interesting. That's why I wanted it. I, I like the unique part of it, it's nowhere near a favorite game. Like I wouldn't even consider it really the top five. Um, like I said, this isn't my top five favorite. It's more kind of like a five good games you guys can try. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not the best game in the world, but it's interesting. That's why I like it. And it's a small box, so it's easy to hold on to. Yeah. My number five is a dexterity game called Flick Em Up. It's a, it's a game in which you have a team of cowboy trying to get rid of another team of cowboy. It plays with scenarios. It comes, I think, with 10 scenarios when you start the game. Uh, it has a few expansions. It's a gorgeous game. The original game came in a wooden box. It came with wooden components. I think now it's made of plastic. And if you get it, it's going to be like all the little cowboys are going to be a plastic if you don't get the old version. I'm a romantic. I love the old, uh, I love wood in board games. Uh, no, no, don't, no joke. You said romantic. That's, that's got me, that's got yeah. me thinking about that. Yes, yes. Um, it's, I think it's a great, great game that I don't play often enough. I think it plays well from two to 10. Basically, I've played with two and it was fun. Uh, I played with more and it was fun too. I guess once you play like an eight player game the part that is less fun is that you play less but uh it's still a lot of fun and there's a lot of aha moments where you like you because you have little bullets that you're trying to 
uh, yeah, you're trying to hit uh, other players with, and uh, you can get a shotgun, which is like, it, it's a little piece of cardboard that makes your shot straighter. And it's actually very well thought. Uh, and you can adjust it to any table. You can make it larger, smaller. Uh, it's a, it's a beautiful game. So flick em up is my number five. I didn't put this on my list for one reason was that I was pretty sure you were going to put it on your list. Uh, I had a pretty strong feeling. I thought it would be higher than this. Uh, and so I didn't want to mention for that reason. But I also said, well, there is that kind of cardboard platform where you put your dudes when they die. And I was like, that's the, the stretch of a stretch that's of a stretch. A box. It's a box. Yeah. So I think that that's fine. Uh, but I, I, the more important reason that I didn't put it on because I was pretty sure you'd mention it. So. Yeah, it could be higher on my list. I guess it's like the flavor of the moment. Like the other games I put on my list, basically, I could switch them around. Uh, and also, I could put other games on that list that I didn't put just because I felt like I talked about them a lot recently. So I just, I just said, yeah, I'm just gonna skip them for now. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a top five. It's not even like it's, <laughs> it's not even a top five. It's just a list of five games in order of, appreciation basically there you go yes. uh so my number four is the category of cards uh but also social i wanted to make sure that i brought up a social game because in reality these social games you 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 usually get some information from something a card uh, generally speaking and then the game itself is just within the players which is what makes these games better or worse depending on who you're playing with and there's some people that i refuse to play certain social games with because they're just awful people. <laughs> I won't mention any names, um, but I think Luke uh, can guess one or two. Uh, anyway, I'm just kidding. Nobody's that bad, but you, 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 know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? The, depending on the group, a social game will have more or less success, in my opinion. Uh, and I couldn't have done something like Avalon, but there's like that board where you put kind of the the progress chips and the voting stuff so i was like okay can't use that and i could have maybe talked about werewolf but it i we talked about it a lot so i thought i would mention spyfall uh spyfall is literally a box with about 30 ish sets of cards uh that have a location written on them everybody has a card with a location but one person and that person is the spy their card says spy right on it and you need to Take, um, you need to ask each other questions to verify that somebody is at the same location as you are. So if we all have a card that says beach, um, you can see the image of the beach. You can see the people on there that are in their, in their, you know, their bikinis or bathing suits. You can see the, you know, the parasols. You can, uh, or the umbrellas. You can see the ocean kind of thing. But the person whose car says spy sees nothing. They know nothing. And so we're asking each other questions like, Oh, what's the weather like today? So I can say, Luke, what's the weather like today? And he has to respond and he wants me to know that he does have a card that has a beach on it. He wants to confirm so that I don't suspect that he's the spy. But the spy has seen, now you can't keep it beside you, but you have time to study a sheet of paper that shows all of the locations on it. So the spy has uh, has looked at this. They've studied it. They know all the existing locations. I'm guessing the more you play, the better you'd get as, as a spy. Uh, and so Luke has to answer, you know, oh, it's quite nice out, actually. Now, that's maybe not enough confirmation for me. But it's definitely not enough for the spy to guess either. And then it's Luke's uh, turn to, to ask uh, Gertrude a question. And maybe he'll say, Gertrude, um, I really like your outfit. And she can maybe say, oh, that's great. I got it at La Vie en Rose or whatever. The, 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 you know what I mean? Like, the, and then, then you start to think, okay, so that is uh, – or Aqua. La Vie en Rose Aqua, which is like the – bathing suit bathing suit uh part of that store or whatever so then you're like okay so she's definitely confirmed to me that's a bathing suit but that might be too obvious and now the spy is being able to piece together information the spy just doesn't want to be somebody that's asked a question really early because they have to somehow figure a way to to skate out of that situation and to and to um give information that confirms, but it's not too uh, specific. So it's a really cool social game. And the game, it's one of those games that makes people end up laughing no matter what. There's always, because some, some of the answers are so outrageous. Like you would ask the spy, you know, what's the weather like today? And there's like, oh, it's, it's quite uh, gloomy. And it's so obvious that they don't know where they are. So people kind of break out into laughter and they know that that's the spy. So really cool social game. All it is is a bunch of cards. Uh, so you don't need the board at all. There is no board. You don't need a board at all. Uh, my number four, Spyfall. 
Nice. You've talked about it in the past. Uh, I haven't played yet, so I can't say anything about it. My number four is a game. It's a roll. It's a flip and write called Welcome To. Um, we've talked about it quite a bit. Uh, in in this podcast, but I think it's it's a it's a great great game. I've played this week as well. Um, I love what I love about this game is the fact that you can you could play with two, five, twenty five people and it works well. the The thing I don't like about it is that it should come with uh, dry erase markers, and I feel like all the roll and writes or all the flip and writes should come with dry erase markers and like a board that you can actually just. <laughs> Are you, did you just contradict yourself? <laughs> What did I say? Board. Do you think that they should come with boards? Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> my my number four no board board game should come with a board. <laughs> yes, but it, it comes with paper right now. So yeah, I guess. I, yeah, I I uh, thought of this too. Rolling rights or flipping rights. Um, but I was like, well, it. It's technically a player board that's just in paper. So, and then, you know, I think about Roll Through the Ages, for example. Uh, they, uh, it's actually like a wooden board that you put pegs into. So I was like, I'm not going to put these ones on, but I think they're, they're pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a stretch, but I think you can use it. You don't unfold like a board or anything. It's just, you just take a pad of paper and then play. So, uh, yeah, no. I don't think Yadzi is a board game. Yeah. It just has like, score sheets basically uh, it's so. like it's like if you laminate it and then bring your own uh you know dry erase markers then it's like okay now what is this is this still a sheet like it's interesting it's one of those like just scraping at the at, at what a board is so i won't call you yeah. on it but I, i that's one of the reasons i didn't include them yeah and that's why we're not saving the planet we're just talking about board games <laughs> that don't have boards yeah uh yeah welcome to fairly simple game um It could be for like beginners at first. The first game could be confusing for about half a game, but then it, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, you want to try it. You can go to BGA board game arena. You can try it for free. It's a, uh, a friend of mine, uh, a friend of mine who listens to the podcast. Actually, uh, she started, a, she's pregnant and she started a few months ago listening to us. And then she went through the whole thing. Um, she's addicted to board game arena now. And, uh, she plays, she played a lot of welcome to. So, uh, she, yeah, she thought it was a great game. Uh, so my number four, welcome to, I cool. think it's, it's hard to say what the name of the game is. Like we called it welcome to, but really on the box, it says welcome. And then under it says to your perfect home or something like that. Yeah. I don't understand why. And that's what board game geek has to do. I'm just looking right now. They have it as welcome to dot, dot, dot. Yeah, that's what I wrote because that's what people call it. But it really, anyway, welcome to. I think that's a it's a terrible name. Uh, if it was called Welcome to Your to Your Perfect Home or whatever, then that's fine. But I hate that it's called Welcome to dot dot dot. But um, it could be a terrible name. But never, not, nothing's going to beat another game that could be on some of our, like on your list or mine today called the game. Oh, I try know. to find the game on Google. You have to go with like the the author's name or something or the like the 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 company that anyway that I I hate like, that name honestly I I literally think it's a bunch of college guys or friends sitting around at, at a bar and they had you know two decks of cards they had just written the numbers on and they're like you want to play the game yet yeah, the game like they were just a, you know, a bunch of young guys that I might be wrong but that's what I think about when I think yeah. how did this name get created but anyway and 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 then they took they took uh their like iron maiden cd's and just took all the images from them and like pasted <laughs> them on their cards they're like oh it looks cool yeah, they, well, let's yeah. call it the game yeah if you're gonna buy that game you gotta get the the new uh version much more colorful that's uh luke you got it for me in in france when it wasn't here yet but now it's uh, available in north america i think yeah it's all over the place now so Yeah, I paid extra for that. I didn't even, haven't even played it yet. Uh, okay, so my number three is a tile game called Piece of Cake. I have talked about this before a long time ago, I think. Uh, and it is a game where it's, uh, it's actually more like pie, but it's called Piece of Cake, I guess, because it's, you know, easy. But e easy as pie is also an idiomatic expression, so they could have called it easy as pie. Anyway, piece of cake. There are, uh, I think, 11 uh, pieces of cake or pie that make one pie. Each player uh, 
takes this. Now, you could say, oh, isn't that a modular board? But it's not something that is put together and then used for the game. Uh, it actually is uh, divided. So somebody takes the 11 pieces and divides it uh, within uh, or between the different players. So I think it's two to five players that can play. So if there's three of you, well, 11 doesn't divide evenly. If there's four of you, well, 11 doesn't divide evenly. And five of you, well, 11 doesn't divide evenly. Why is that? Because 11 is a prime number, as we all know. Uh, and so that's cool because it makes uh, unequal um, pieces, unequal sections of the pie and or cake that you are sharing out to people. And it's a set collection game. There are a variety of different types of pie and cake that have different amounts of points on them. And so you're trying to collect them and have the majority, the person who has the majority of, uh, for example, um, cherry pie, they are going to be the person that wins that amount of points that are written on the piece. So that's, that's from numbers three to 11 that are on the pieces. Uh, and that also, uh, constitutes how many of that type of pie are in the box. So if I have one, three, I know that I only have, uh, there are only two other ones out there. And so if I get the second one, I know I will win three points guaranteed. But there's also little dollops of whipped cream that are on some of the pieces. And when you take your section, so again, it's been divided into different piles for the different numbers of people, and then everybody gets to take one pile at a time. And so when it's your turn to take your pile, maybe you get three pieces, you can either collect them or you can eat them and you will get those amounts of dollops of uh, whipped cream. You will get that in points at the end of the game. So it's always a decision of do I eat two dollops of whipped cream or three or one, or do I try to collect this? And that decision is final. There's an exception to that rule uh, that I won't explain, uh, but it's a, a special rule where you can go and, and eat them again after all at a certain point in the game. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I really like it. It's one of my favorite tile placement or set collection games. The theme is uh, it actually works out. It's pasted on, but it it's really well integrated. The new version uh, is a pizza theme. I don't think it looks as good or works as well as Piece of Cake. But uh, yeah, fun, fantastic little game. Super simple. If you can find piece of a piece of cake version, I would totally jump on it. But if you, all you can find is the pizza one, uh, which is called New York Slice. Um, Go ahead and grab it. It's still a great game, but I just I just don't think it's as uh, a nice looking uh, good of a theme. So my number three is Piece of Cake. It is a cool little game. Um, I I really don't have that much. I don't really have anything bad to say about it. But it I do own I, I do have a copy of you bought it for me. Um, and thanks for that. <laughs> uh, but I I sort of have. I mean, I. Don't get all the love you have for it. It's, do you get what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying, like, it's kind of funny. It's not a bad game. Like, I think it's, it's a cool little game, but I don't see that, like, you seem to have a lot more love for this game than it deserves in a way. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well. Uh, I'm not sure wh why that would be. It's it's one of the games that I discovered earlier in my board game journey, uh, as we can call it. Um, so maybe that's why. Maybe it's a nostalgia thing. But that isn't necessarily true because there's other games that were early on that I don't like anymore. So mm -hmm. uh, that might be a piece of it, a piece of cake, no pun intended. Um, I'm not sure. I just think it's really fun and it's simple. It's like a 15-minute game, maybe 20. Um you can just bust it out, play it quick. It's a perfect filler or, you know, getting things started. So uh, I, I like the – it's a unique theme. I like unique themes. I, I haven't seen tons of, like, cake themes. That, that's not true. There still are some other games I have seen. But um, it's not like, you know, Mediterranean trading, you know. Like, uh, I will take this yeah, uh, yeah. this land and divide it into different sections of the land. And you are warlords that will now occupy these lands. Like – it didn't, oh, yeah, or knights and vampires and zombies yeah, or something like that. Yeah, it didn't like go that, to yeah. something overused. So I don't know. Maybe that's why, too. But uh, it's a game that will never leave my collection. I'll put it to you that way. Like, it, it will never be on the chopping block. And I I need to keep reducing my collection because I've got too many. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, – that's uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, again, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's a bad game by any means. Like, I, I'm happy when I play it. I just, uh, it just seems to have a lot more love than it deserves. I don't think it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of funny. Sort of like, um, I you're don't the, know. You're the piece of cake of humanity, Luke. You get a lot more <laughs> love than you deserve. No, but it, it's sort of like, uh, I don't know, mastermind. You know what I'm saying? Like, I played mastermind as a kid. I think okay. it's kind of cool. Like, I'll, I'll play mastermind. Uh, if someone, 
asks, uh, do you want to play Mastermind? I think it's kind of cool. They have to figure out what like colors and like little tokens they put behind their like whatever you call that thing that you hide your tokens with or your pawns with. Uh, it's, it's cool. It's not like, it's not bad. Uh, I mean, I've played it way too much and I don't need to play it again, but, but I, I'm I, like, that's what it is. I think it's cool. <laughs> and, it's surprising uh, for me that you would, I, I wouldn't put this anywhere near the same amount of love for, for Mastermind. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. No, but it, like, I'm, I'm just saying like, maybe not on my side either, but, uh, I don't know. I'm, I was trying to find something, uh, that was at the same level. I didn't mm-hmm. succeed at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mission accomplished. No, I didn't succeed. No, you sucked. So, I did. But uh, you know what? I love it. Good. So, number three. Um, I guess I put... It's kind of funny. I love this game. I never play it. I don't remember the last time I played it, but I love it. I think it's... Uh, I think it's great. And I think I love it more because I feel like it's better than the way more known cousin uh Catan so it's a it's a little game called Rivals for Catan uh it's a card game uh and it plays way faster it's a two player game it's it plays way faster than Catan it has sort of like similar mechanics in the way that you can trade three of some well, in Catan it's four but in this game it's like you can trade three of something for one of something else. Uh, you have uh, special cards uh, that will give you special abilities and stuff. Um, sort of like the, I don't even remember, like the knight cards. What, what are those cards called in Catan? Like I haven't played in so long. That, yeah, like, the, um, yeah. Knights are the ones that you use. Yeah, knights. And then you yeah, use the like, thief. Anyway, the little yeah. cards that you get, like, I don't know what, when you draw a card, what, what card is it? What, what's the name of those cards? Like uh, Development cards? Development cards, yes. That's what it is. So you have sort of cards like that, but you have more ways to do... You have more powers, I feel. More different powers in Rivals for Catan. Uh, it's a very fast-paced game. You can also trade with uh, your opponent. I guess you trade less because you're. Only, it's only a two-player game, so there's no way to like... Uh, rip someone off and then uh, use what you did with someone else. Um, so, but it, it's, I think, and, and it, it has, uh, I think it's a great game and it has two expansions, I believe, which I got in French. Uh, my French version is Les Princes de Catan. Uh, it came with two expansions in the base game, but I don't know if it works the same way in English. Maybe, uh, the, like the newest version comes with two expansions, but the French version came with two expansions, which I rarely use. Uh, but I feel, I feel like it's a, it's a great unknown game. Uh, it's only known because it has the name of its biggest brother or sister, whatever you want to call it, uh, Catan. Uh, but I think I, I do believe it's a way better game. So number three. Rivals for Kitan. So looking at Board Game Geek, it looks like in 2016, they came out with Rivals for Kitan Deluxe, yeah. uh, which I'm guessing is the version that has um, the expansions in it. Because otherwise there's two expansions, the Age of Darkness and the Age of Enlightenment. Um, I, it's kind of funny because I, f- no, I don't, f- I know I had this one in French way before that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I, I mean, I don't know. I've only played it once uh, or like started playing it, didn't like it, kind of just abandoned ship and didn't finish the game. So I'll have to play with you because I was playing with somebody else who didn't know how to play. And so we yeah. were just like, it was a, we just like gave up. That doesn't happen to me often. I usually like stick through the rules and like learn it and give it a, a try. But I just, uh, it really wasn't clicking for me. Yeah, no, the, the original game came out in 2010, and maybe the deluxe version came out earlier in French for some reason. Or, I don't know, I just lucked out. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I do think it's, uh, it says rank overhaul, overhaul, overall 838 and in, on BGG. And how high is Catan itself? It's probably higher than that, but yeah, yeah, 395. So, I mean, it is higher, but. Honestly, honestly, I think Rivals for Ketan is is a better game, if you ask me. Cool. 
Okay, my number two uh, is probably going to be judged by Mr. Tardif here. Uh, I hate it. it. <laughs> I know that you love this game. I know that we've mentioned it many times. Uh, it is not a board, technically. Uh, there is an object that these things are on. Uh, and if you call me out on it, I will have uh, I will have a, a, a replacement. So my number two is a flicking game. So flicking and dexterity was another category that I wanted to represent. Uh, and it is called Pitch Car. Oh, um, yeah. I, t- I took it off my list. It was on my list. I took it off because you said... And with your your criterias were it's you, nothing you put like tokens on or something. Yeah. So I did take it off my list. It was on my list because it's a great game. Yeah, it's a fantastic game. And I, I thought about it and I was like, well, it's not really a board. It's not like a universe. It's a track. And you're like, it just guides where the discs go. It, it's but- not a board. I, I, I agree. It's not a board. I agree. But I didn't put games like Riff Raff either on this list uh, because, or or even uh, Niagara. I mean, Niagara does have a board over yeah, yeah, over yeah. the box. But anyway, uh, I didn't put games like that because I felt like it, okay, it's not technically a board, but it is a central piece where you put your stuff on. Yeah, you're gonna uh, dislike my number one as well <laughs> with that logic, oh, no, I- but. I don't dislike it at all. I don't care. I mean, you could have mentioned a game that had, like, like, you could have said Terraforming Mars. I would have said, it has a board. Great game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pitch car. Fantastic game. You're flicking cars around a track. Uh, it's a race. It's uh, it's not much more else than that. And you can say there's a couple of special rules about uh, if you knock somebody off or if you fall off. Um, and Luke has a bunch of the expansions. I uh, have mini, the mini version, and I have a bunch of mini expansions, uh, three or four mini expansions. And then I have uh, the actual full-size version as well, uh, but none of the expansions. But um, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite flicking games. Uh, and if I wasn't allowed to use this, if there was a, an uproar, I would have said, well, I'll put Elkfest then, which is a flicking game where you're flicking your stones and trying to get your moose across a river. Um, no, no board, just a couple pieces of wood that you flick around and you're trying to move your your uh, your um, moose across. And it's a two-player only game, so it's a lot of fun. I play it a lot with a, with a good friend of mine when he comes to visit, which uh, well, hasn't happened in forever and won't happen for a while. So uh, Elkfest or, or Pitchcar, my number two. Elfest is not nearly as good as pitch cars though. It's not like it's not it's not nearly as good. I think it's nearly as good. I don't think it's as good. I think pitch cars definitely better, but it's it's a lot of fun because there's more precision in your flicks because you need to get them within like, you know, like an, an inch or two of of each other so that the the legs of your moose can and there's a little bit more defense. It's a little more competition because like you're flicking the other guy's stones sometimes to get them out of the way. Um, whereas there's still lots of competition in pitch car, but it's with, I like pitch car because you play with many people too. That's a lot more fun. But anyway, it's a better game. I like it better. Definitely. But Elkfest is not like if pitch car is an 8.5 for me, Elkfest is like a seven, mm. you know, like it's not, I think. Pitchcar is to Elkfest is to Pitchcar what Back to the Future Three is to any of the other two. Okay, um, I so it. It, it's un- enjoyable. Like I'll I'll watch it again. It's enjoyable, but it's 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 not the same level of greatness. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Uh, I I'll take that. I like that. Uh, we've already talked about my love for Back to the Future One and Two in the podcast in the past, so I will accept that uh, that metaphor. Yeah, uh, my number two is a game you mentioned earlier when we were talking about games we played recently and you said that you had a replacement for. It's a game called Hanabi. Mm. Hanabi, a card game, doesn't it doesn't have a board. Uh, it's a great co-op game. I think I played recently on Board Game Arena. Uh, it's not fun because you play with people you don't know and some people get mad at you. And like, some people are, are, are sort of like explaining how it works and i'm like okay but you're just explaining you're just telling me how you play with your friends so i'm just like oh yeah if you do this it means blah 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 and i'm like okay but you're cheating right now you're just telling me (laughs) stuff that you're not supposed to tell me because we're supposed to guess like anyway so it it's cool to play with uh, friends on board game arena but i feel like some people take it way too seriously i mean it's a game after all. It's there, like we're there to have fun. But anyway, 
Hanabi, I think it's a very, very, very great, great little game. Yeah. Uh, and it's still good years later. Uh, I think, uh, I think it came out like six years ago or something like that. Uh, five or six years ago. And I think it's still great today. I know some, uh, games have taken that mechanic and like made it what they wanted to make with it. But, uh, I think Hanabi is still a great mechanic that was created by Antoine Boza. And it, well, it, it still has a great mechanic and I think it's still a great game. I know the theme is Space to Dawn. I know it could be anything else than, um, fireworks but i re don't really care like i i actually don't care uh, i don't even look at the chart at the end i'm just like oh cool i uh, we have 20 points this game and it's nice it's close to 25 or oh we suck this game we have a 14 and we don't really care about the chart itself i just think if you can reach 25 you're super happy uh or 30 if you're playing with the expansion or like the mini expansion so hanabi is my number two and it has no board. Cool. Yeah, I have the uh, deluxe version of this. So it's like dominoes uh, that you sit on a table in front of you instead of cards. I also have the, the card version. Great yep. game. Uh, I don't know why I didn't mention it. Just kind of, I felt like I had a, another card game. I guess, again, I do have the tile version, but it's a great game. Uh, and Beyond Baker Street wouldn't have been able to put on this list because there's a board. But um, yeah. I, uh, I do like that game a little better, I think. I have been looking for the deluxe version. It, it I mean, I saw it at stores uh, for a little while. It was everywhere in, in most uh, board game stores. But it was like $50. And I was like, okay, the game's $10. I do <laughs> want the dominoes, but I do <laughs> have the game. And I'm like, the rules are going to be exactly the same with the exact, the exact same level of excitement when I play. Except for the fact that I don't have to hold my cards in an awkward way uh, in front of me while I'm playing, I think the dominoes will help with that. Would help with that. Uh, but honestly, if I find it used for like twenty five, thirty dollars, I'll probably get it. But I thought that fifty dollars plus taxes was like sort of way too much for a game that costs ten bucks usually. Yeah, I got it used for twenty bucks, twenty five bucks. I want to say I, I can't remember exactly. Yeah, that's good. Uh, just so you know, it did not come out four or five or six years ago. It came out in 2010. It is 11 years uh, uh, yeah, okay. old. Well, that, that's pretty wild. And it actually has a couple of different um, expansions I, I had never seen before. One of them is called the Master Artisan expansion that came out in 2015. What? And there's an expansion that came out in 2020 called the Black Powder expansion. So I would love to try these expansions because it's a game that I do like quite a bit. So I'll write it down and I'll, I might order something. <laughs> yeah, please do. I don't know what the black powder expansion does, but, uh, I mean, it won't work with your game though, because it uses the, um, the regular playing card size. It's not, I'm uh, pretty sure they have a French version of it since the author is French. Well, you'll find out. Yeah, uh, we'll see. My number one is going to be flagged as cheating again, but I, I think it was just... Monopoly! <laughs> yeah. uh, I think that the main thing of this game is... It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dice game, so I'll say that first. It, the, the main piece of this game really is the dice. And yes, it, it is um, something that holds the dice, but it's not a, a board, so to speak. The name of this game is Strike. Um I really like this game. If you've never played it, I'll, I'll describe it at first. Uh, so Strike is a game where you take the box you and the inside of the box of Strike is a kind of a, a coliseum. That's what it's uh, the theming of it is, is that you're, you're warriors in the coliseum. And everybody starts with a certain amount of dice. Um, and you take these dice uh, and you have to throw them into the arena um, and you're trying to hit other dice that are in the arena and to have the same number show if i throw a uh, if i throw a die and i hit two dice and they all three of them end up saying you know five on it i get to take those and put them into my dice pool so now i have more 
dice. If I throw it and there are no faces that are the same, then I can either throw another die if I'd like to, or I can pass my turn. I have to at least throw one die for my turn. If I throw it and any of them say X, so there's only the numbers one, two, three, four, five, and then X. So if any of them say X, then I have to take them out and they're out of the game for forever. And so you're just throwing and pushing your luck. Do I want to keep throwing another die? And then you're trying to collect more uh, dice as, as the faces are going up. It's super fun, super simple. Uh, and if you know if you throw it too hard and it bounces out of the box, then that die is now out of the game for the whole game. Um, they've got like a Harry Potter version of this. They've got another one uh, called Impact that you can find online, which is like um, it's a little more gamer because there's special symbols on it that give you more powers. Uh, I love the classic strike. You, you pull it out, you play it within 10 minutes uh, and it's a great filler. And yeah, so the box has a Coliseum arena inside of it. You use the box. This would be a, a great uh, game for um, boxes that you, you know, games where the, you, the box is part of the game. Uh, but I don't really consider it a board, so to speak. Uh, it's really a dice game where you're a dexterity dice game, even where you're throwing dice uh, and hoping to match certain faces. Super simple, lots of fun. It's now back in print. It wasn't in print for long. I was looking for it for a long time. I just got a copy of it in, uh, in the last six months or so. So yeah, my number one is Strike. Strike. I had never heard of that. Um, <clears throat> it is not a board, but I'm surprised because I feel like you broke your own rules. Uh, <laughs> where like I, I would have been fine with this, but then you set, you set the rules for the yeah. whatever it's was like, a board or not, and then you mm, broke them yourself. Riff riff raff would would have replaced this uh, as well. Well, no, because it's not a dice game, but. I thought of riffraff as well because it's like it's not a board; it's a structure, and that you place the boat on, and then you place the pieces on the boat. So I think that you know riffraff is acceptable, and there's a couple of it's it's a gray area. It's a gray area, and I think that I you know I I I like it so much I wanted to mention it, and I haven't talked about it before. So strike. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's definitely not a board, so I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine with it. There you go. Uh, my number one is a game I have only played solo. But um, I hear a lot of good things about it when you play with people. Uh, it's a game called Marvel Champions. Mm. Uh, yes. So it's a living card game where you're going to prepare your deck of cards at the beginning. You can actually choose which cards you put. I mean, there are rules to set the deck, but you're going to choose a hero and... Um, You're going to fight against a villain for sure. It's a Marvel game. Uh, it's kind of cool because you're some, let's say you're, you're Spider-Man, but you can be either Peter Parker or Spider-Man and whatever you can do and the number of cards you can have in your hand is different whether you are Peter Parker or Spider-Man. Uh, for example, if you want to, um, If you want to heal, you want to be Peter Parker because you don't you don't want to be like uh, attacked by the the supervillain. But while you're doing this, the supervillain will be plotting against you, so it could get worse for you. So you have to decide what you're gonna do. Are you gonna rest as your, the alter ego or be the superhero and uh, and fight against the supervillain? Um, It's not as simple. I've talked about Marvel Legendary, Marvel Legendary quite a few times in the past. It's not as simple as that. Uh, there's a, a few more rules to know before you start the game, but it's a very interesting game. Uh, it's better. It's kind of funny. I, I've mentioned a few times that I'm not into, um, what you called, oh man, I can't think right now, even in French, uh, licenses, like license products. Um, okay. in general, I'm not, but I feel like recently board games have been better when they bought licenses from movies and from uh, comic books and stuff like that. They suck less than they used to. Um, I really want to try the Back to the Future game. Uh, I've heard good things about it. Some components are not great, but I, I feel like I really want to play it. Uh, and, and Marvel Champions is a good game. It could be something else than, than Marvel. It could be like homemade superheroes, but I feel like the fact that it's well-known superheroes, it makes it kind of cooler. Um, so yes, and it has a solo mode. I really want to play, uh, with more people. I just have to get 
people at the table and play those because like whenever I meet with people, we end up playing bigger games, uh, bigger board games that we, we we've been wanting to play for a little while. So, uh, but yeah, my number one without a board Marvel champions. Cool. So what do you guys think? How were our lists? Were there good games on there? Were there some that uh, were not good? Do you think that I cheated a little bit too much? Uh, what would you put on a list of, of games that have no boards in them? Uh, I think this is kind of a cool and unique uh, episode that we put together, but you have to let us know what you think about it. Uh, write to us uh, at our email or on Facebook or at Instagram. Uh, we love hearing from you guys as we have from a couple of different, uh, a couple of different of our, of our, our listeners. It's been a really great to getting getting to know some of you so yeah let us know were we right were we wrong uh and uh come play some games with us online on board game arena maybe in the near future luke do you have anything left to say to these fine people before we get out of here uh no no i Good. actually had a, a few games on a special mentions list um but i'm just gonna skip that because who cares we have who a, cares yeah no we actually we i think it's it's a good list we put up today so uh yeah i think it's enough awesome yeah great well uh then until next time you've been listening to jake and luke and uh this is uh, our board game no board board game podcast Ménage à deux. goodbye Cool. Yep. So yep. this week we are going to be talking about, oh, you know what, Luke, we're supposed to do board game news with Luke. Uh, <laughs> no news. No news. Good. Um, no, this week, no news. <laughs> yeah, I'll just cut this out. Um, 